Welcome to Balance and Beyond, the podcast for ambitious women who refuse to accept burnout as the price of success. Here, we're committed to empowering you with the tools and strategies you need to achieve true balance, where your career, relationships, and health all thrive, and where you have the power to define success on your own terms. I honor the space you've created for yourself today. So take a breath, and let's dive right in. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to make sure you knew about a free three-part training series I'm holding this month. The Ambitious Women's Success Blueprint is going to share with you the counterintuitive way a new generation of leaders are unlocking more confidence, calm, and career success. Starting Thursday, the 14th of September, you're going to learn what sets apart successful climbers from those who burn out. You're going to discover unconventional shifts that bring lasting calm and confidence and finally unlock the blueprint for more money, impact, and influence at work. Who doesn't want that? To find out more and to save your spot, visit balanceinstitute.com forward slash blueprint. On with the show. On today's episode, we are talking about how to claim our power back as women. And it's not just me today. I am joined by Jacqueline, the mindset coach here at the Balance Institute. Jacqueline, say hi. Hello. Happy to be here. I love it. So Jacqueline, we've worked with thousands of women and we see some consistent trends here. What if we try to distill it down? What is it? Could you call it a concept? You could call it a theory. You could call it reality. Why are people getting stuck? What's going on here? Mm, yes. I've seen this many a time. And and I've shared before that this concept uh, was a game changer in my life, um, gosh, about 15 years ago. And it illuminated as to, you know, why life wasn't going the way I wanted it to go. So if you're out there and you're listening and you're wondering why is life not going the way I want it to go, this just might be uh, a big game changer for you as well. And so the concept is called being at cause in the matter of your life. And another way of saying that is being the creator of your life. So many times we're actually in reaction mode and we are at the effect of our lives that instead of being the one who says this is, you know, being intentional about how we want our day to go, um, the kind of work we would love to be doing in the world, the kind of relationships we would love to be having. Instead, we're constantly responding to stimulus and letting life actually dictate the way our life goes. And we're constantly responding um, and often in negative reactions um, to how life is going and to circumstances. So yes, essentially deciding that you're the creator of your life. And it sounds... A little bit easy, doesn't it? Because I have women tell the time, yes, but Joe, I have a job and I have to earn money and I have to take the kids to soccer practice and I don't have a choice. I just have no time. This is my lot in life. If I want to be somebody who has a career and I've also got children, I just have to suck it up and there's nothing I can do about that. So it can life can be very compelling, can't it? This feeling like we are a victim of our circumstance. Absolutely. I mean, th- there is a reality too, that we're, we're contending with, that we are moms and professionals and all these roles that we hold and things that we are responsible for or to. So I'm not denying that. However, it's it's kind of, it's owning all of that. Like, yes, I am a mother. Yes, I am a professional. And I own that I'm responsible for these things. However, I am going to be intentional. I think that's a really powerful word. Um, and I'm going to create 
a life I would love inside of that context, the context of the relationships that I choose, the work that I choose. Now, we don't choose all of our circumstances, but we do choose the context and the way that we respond to those circumstances. And that is the game changer. A lot of people don't realize they can, they're actually choosing how they respond to their circumstances. And that's where it becomes powerful, right? Because it's the, it's the constant suffering that we go through where something happens to us and it's, you know, my boss has asked me to do this last minute thing. And then it's the story and it's the suffering and it's the emotional anguish and it's a beating ourselves up and it's the guilt. That's what takes away our power, which is exhausting. Exactly. Yeah. And we've even identified three ways that we often step out of our power when we think that life is bigger than us or circumstances are bigger than we are. And we forget that we are the ones who choose how we respond. There's three, three main ways that we've identified. So I thought we could break that down today in this conversation as well. I love it. So let's get into what is the first, you call it, call it trap or, or thing that we fall victim to. And, and giving away our power is a, is a bit of a buzzword I've heard a lot lately, but it's a really, really important concept that I want you to understand. So Jacqueline, what's one of the first ways we do this? Mm-hmm. So one of the first ways we do this is waiting for the conditions to be perfect, to have what we want or to make the change that we want, to make the request. There's always something we're waiting, like, you know, once once I reach this point in my work, then I can make this request. Or, you know, once I, once my husband finishes this thing that he's responsible for, then I can ask him to take on this other duty. It's, we're, we play this waiting game. And one of my uh, powerful expression that's also made a difference in my life is waiting is suffering. So anytime you find yourself waiting, you are likely suffering because you're putting your power on an external, right? And so again, some things might need to take place before you um, get the ultimate outcome that you want. However, it's your relationship to that, creating with that, whatever that next step is that your husband needs to take or at work so that you're not feeling powerless to it. Yeah. Which is really, as you said, being a victim to our circumstance. And we hear every single day that, you know, I need to wait until I will feel calm once we get through birthday party season, once I get that extra resource on my team, once that person is onboarded or, you know, once I know everything, then I'll be confident. There's this constant waiting until, and it's not even waiting until, you know, a particular milestone passes. To your point, it's waiting until everything is perfect. I mean, we hear women all the time who say, right, I will look after myself on the weekend, but before I do that, the house has to be clean, my inbox is empty, everybody's fed, everybody else is entertained, and then I will look after myself or then I will do something for myself. And no surprise, conditions are never perfect, are they? And so we end up waiting for everything. You find yourself months later uh, still having not taken care of yourself because you're attending to everything else. And, and so, again, it's how we respond to the things that we're responsible for. Of course, you're still going to be a mom. That's not going to go away tomorrow. Um, and maybe certain steps need to be taken before you get whatever outcome it is you're seeking. But how can you still take care of yourself in the meantime so that you're not, you're just not ending up resentful or burnt out? And how can 
you take care of yourself. I often say that, you know, one of the best times to learn to sail is in a storm. So when there is no time to take care of yourself, while you might not be able to, you, know, you might want to go for a 45 minute walk or, you know, exercise is an exercise unless I get up a 45 minute sweat. Well, if circumstances dictate that it's raining and the friend you normally go for a walk with isn't there or you've only got 10 minutes, how can you say, all right, I am the creator of my life today. Conditions are not perfect. And yet I am still going to act. I'm still going to do this thing for me. I'm still going to make this decision. And you will find that usually that is enough to to step back into your power and then now to start actually cultivating the right circumstances that get you what you want. It's ironic. So then if we talk about if we're not waiting for conditions to be perfect anymore and we're going to start getting unstuck, what then would we see as one of the second key reasons or what's another way we keep ourselves stuck and trapped not in our power? Well, sometimes we stall. We stall because we we're we're getting upset, we're getting triggered by our life and things not going our way and we think that that means that there's a problem. So then we go down a downward spiral. See, when I try to get what I want, then everything goes poorly and now I have to clean up more of a mess and this means that I shouldn't I shouldn't have tried to ask for what I wanted to begin with. And I'm just getting triggered. So I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to quit. <laughs> and we give up. We give up when things don't go the way we want them to go. Um, but instead, when you make that request or you're trying to make change in your life and it might be backfiring, instead of thinking that's a negative thing, think of it as a positive, right? So think of it like, okay, I'm making change here and I'm bound to meet resistance. I'm bound to bump into some some obstacles, some you know people in my life might be pushing back because they don't like the change I'm, you know, the requests I'm making or delegating I'm doing to free myself up. Um, so instead of stalling and thinking that, oh, I should just quit and, st- and not do this, think of it like, okay, great. I'm, I'm meeting an obstacle. That means that my life is actually shifting. That's just evidence of transformation. Which can be really powerful because we often hear, you know, some of the first places people meet resistance is when they start holding a boundary, and they start saying no. And everybody who is used to piling things on them, suddenly they go, no, I'm not doing that today or that's going to have to wait tomorrow. And there's this, what? What do you mean? You don't say no to me. It's sort of their internal dialogue. And then the person goes, oh, they don't like me. I'm going to let them down. Now I feel guilty. And they can go into this complete negative spiral instead of, to your point, ah, this person's pushing back on me. (gasps) I'm doing it different. Yes. Because if we want to change our life, we have to change our thinking and that's going to, you know, then change our actions and then our life changes. But to your point, for every action, there's a reaction. And when we start getting a different reaction, it's because you've changed your action. So imagine the power of sitting in what we can sometimes call the poo pond when you start changing and you step into this void of muck and it's icky and you don't know what you're doing and you're making mistakes and everybody around you is reacting and you're being triggered, it can be very easy to collapse, like you said, into this, oh, I shouldn't be doing this, and then all those old narratives take over. But it's so important to keep going, isn't it, knowing that this is a journey for life that you never want to stop. That's right. It's good news. Celebrate. Like, wait, why are we celebrating? Things are not going well here, right? But we're... But that's a way of training the brain to celebrate adversity or to celebrate the kind of the bumpy, the bumpy road that is transformation. Like, woohoo, pop, you know, pop the champagne, uh, 
my mom got mad at me because I made a request. (laughs) (laughs) I'm celebrating that I'm changing my people pleasing tendencies. Even if, you know, people get upset, they'll get used to it because we're always training people how to be with us. Right. With our, you know, boundaries or lack thereof. And that's what we don't realize. Yeah. We've trained everybody how to interact and how to respond. And so of course, when we change their response changes, but to your point, this is a wonderful strategy that we use here a lot around celebration and actually hacking our brain, hacking our biology to ensure that those triggers and those being in the void or being in the poo pond is actually a place to grab a pina colada and jump on one of those flamingo floaties and crank some music because I'm in the poo pond. That means I am moving and hopefully you've stepped into your power because you've acted when conditions weren't perfect. There's a very big difference between learning to sail in the wit Sundays or the Caribbean when it's chilled and there's a light breeze and there's sunshine. Anybody can probably, you know, whip up a sail and, and get some movement, but learning to sail in a storm, like that's when you really build your muscle and that's when it can count. That's right. Celebrate the tough stuff as well as the, the positive stuff. Yeah. And so after we've stopped, hopefully, waiting for conditions to be perfect and we're now celebrating our triggers, what is one other way that we see people lose their power? And it is related to that perfectionism, which can run so deep. Yep. We're waiting, we're waiting to do things perfectly. We're waiting to do things maybe, you know, without mucking it up a bit or without some missteps or, you know, feeling a little foolish sometimes when we, when we try new things, new behaviors, setting boundaries, we're, we're going to be a little clumsy and messy. And for so many of us that have these perfectionistic tendencies, we don't give ourselves permission to be messy or to be clumsy or to, you know, look a little less polished. Right. And so this is an area to give ourselves permission. Otherwise, uh, we're going to be again, waiting again for ourselves to be perfect. And that never comes because there's no such thing really. Yeah. And we always see, don't we, that not only do we want to wait until conditions are perfect, that's outside ourselves. Then we have this ruthless expectation that we're only going to implement things that we are going to absolutely nail because if we're not perfect, well, what are they going to think of me? And they're going to think I'm incompetent. And if I make a mistake, that all goes to our deep subconscious programming where it's not safe for us to make a mistake. And then we get stuck in this spiral of, well, I can't do it. If I can't do it perfectly, let me try to wait for conditions to be perfect. And then there's this crazy spiral of then the perfectionist tries to control the circumstances, thinking, right, well, if I can get the circumstances to be perfect, and then I can be perfect, then it's all going to be perfect and there'll be no mess, no mistake. So I guess the challenge here is, Jacqueline, what can what advice can we give to people about when they're finding themselves doing either one or all three of these things? Because we do tend to find they all go together, don't they? Like that perfectionistic high achiever, those all those three things happen. What do we see? Like what can we what advice could we give anybody listening who's like, oh yes, I'm waiting until, and oh yes, I don't want to make a mistake. How can they now take their power back? And I guess an even better question is what could be available to them if they're able to break this cycle? If they can become the creator of their life, that's probably a better question. Mm, What's available when they can become the creator of their life? Well, everything and anything is the answer because when you're the creator (laughs) of your life, you're free, you're free to respond. You're free to pivot. So that's the thing about getting messy and, and not needing 
you know, conditions to be perfect, not needing your, the way you perform, you know, and as you transform, not needing that to be perfect, um, letting things get messy, um, having that permission enables us to be able to respond to anything in life and create with anything create like when you think of art right it's a very messy process there's you know colors everywhere and sometimes the colors mix and it does look like poop and and you you just keep creating anyway it's right and that's just like life we're just creating art all the time whether it's intentional or not so we might as well be intentional with the art of our lives yeah it's beautiful, right? It's a beautiful mess. But what I always find interesting is so many women who come into our world realize that they're almost in the poo pond and they can see themselves doing this because that can make it even worse, can't it? When they know that they're waiting until, they know that you know, they won't sit down until the kitchen bench is clean, they know that they're being triggered by someone like, oh, I've got to stop doing this, and they know they're beating themselves up because they've got a very, very ruthless inner mean girl who speaks to them in a way that they would never dare utter to another human soul so they can see all of this and yet they can't get out of it. That's got to be so frustrating, doesn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. I, I've been there. <laughs> Where you recognize something, you'll find yourself a little stuck. I mean, it's a practice. Anything is a practice. So it's, I mean, that's why we have a community of people who essentially get on the mat or out into the arena of their lives and are willing to be messy. And that there's the power of being visible in your mess and, and experiencing people who are actually celebrating you while you're messy, which is so radical because otherwise, you know, we're used to a world of competition and proving ourselves and standards and achievement and benchmarks and proving. And <laughs> it's never ending this proving, are we enough? Are we enough? Are we enough? So it's really radical to be in a community of women who celebrate your messiness and reflect back your, your enoughness um, just merely by your existence. Um, and that reminds me of that, that piece I was trying to recall earlier about um, where we get stuck wanting to execute things perfectly and giving ourselves the permission slip to be messy. And it really does, it starts with ourselves. It, we have to be willing to, to love ourselves through the, the messiness because we go first. And I think that that's the ultimate advice. Then if you are catching yourself and you, and you, you seeing yourself and you feel stuck, just remember that you go first and that it's a practice. So call your wing women, celebrate being in the poop pond, knowing that you're in, you're in the midst of transformation and keep practicing it because we're always practicing something. So you're either be practicing being the creator or you're not. And so as soon as you realize that you're not, practice being a creator. <laughs> and yeah, you interrupt those three traps that we've broken down today and Choose what would I love to create now and what would I love to create now and what would I love to create now? And that, my friends, is how you take your power back. We don't want you to be a victim of circumstance. We don't want you to spend your life waiting to be happy until X, Y, Z happens because when you give your power away to a circumstance, well, then you're going to spend your life trying to control it when in reality you have the power to be happy right now. Likewise, you can you know, be in the poop pond, as Jacqueline said, and celebrate it. And so we want you to celebrate your vulnerability because that's what this process requires. It requires you to you know, get messy. We're not used to it. We're not perfect. And that is okay. 
So the takeaway I would love you to have from this episode is to think about where is an area of your life right now that you can be a creator of. Perhaps you're stuck in victim mode. Perhaps you're beating yourself up. Where can you simply make that choice that today life is going to happen for me? I'm going to step into my power. I'm going to stop waiting and I'm going to get a little bit messy. Thanks, Jacqueline. Thanks for joining us today on the Balance and Beyond podcast. We're so glad you carved out this time for yourself. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend who might need to hear this today. And if you're feeling extra generous, leaving us a review on your podcast platform of choice would mean the world to us. If you're keen to dive deeper into our world, visit balanceinstitute.com to discover more about the toolkit that has helped thousands of women avoid burnout and create a life of balance and beyond. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next time on the Balance and Beyond podcast.